Welcome to Fearless Mom. We are so excited to kick off this semester. We've got so much planned. And I wanna remind everybody that our theme verse in Fearless Mom is Proverbs 31:25. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. Around here we say she is clothed with strength and dignity. Odds are in the original, that means she is clothed in leggings and a t-shirt and perhaps a messy bun or a baseball cap. And so we are excited to embrace womanhood and all that it entails. And she walks, she lives without fear. She laughs without fear of the future. She laughs without fear. Not because she knows what her future holds, but because she knows who holds her future. And in motherhood, often she laughs to keep from crying. Am I right? I cannot be the only one. She laughs. Sometimes we laugh in spite of the fear. Sometimes we laugh at the fear. And sometimes we simply laugh to keep from crying. But laughter is important, and we are going to talk so much about that. Now, before we start, we want to welcome in our online moms. If you are watching or listening out there, our prayer is that you feel a group of moms in Austin cheering you on. When we started Fearless Mom, our vision was that we would reach out and help as many moms as possible. And we are thrilled that technology has connected us. Whether you are watching or listening with a group or you are locked in a closet hiding from the rest of your family, our prayer is that you feel us cheering you on. And there's a group of moms in Austin who believe in you, we are for you, and we are with you. And as Troy Bolton says... We're all in this together. Now, we are going to get started today. Y'all know who Troy Bolton is, right? Do y'all know who Troy Bolton is? Yes, okay, from High School Musical. Yeah, okay, I'm aging myself. That's okay. That's okay. My kids, when High School Musical came out for the first time, I mean, Troy Bolton was the bomb.com. I don't even know what his, Zach Efron, Zach Efron. It's, ah, uh, now you, what? You guys gotta go back, man. You need to go back and see the original. We're all in this together. Okay, um, so we've welcomed in our online moms and now I've gotta start paying attention to my notes because y'all are already distracting me. Now, I'm gonna begin by telling you a little bit about myself. It's important that I think I start this way because I believe that how you see a teacher or speaker directly affects how you hear a teacher or speaker. And my prayer my hope is that you see and hear that I'm not speaking at you or that I'm not speaking to you, that I'm actually learning with you. As I do my research, as I do my preparation, I often call my kids and go, guys, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm gonna be amazing with your children, okay? You know, you were my first try at this, but next time I'm gonna get better. I'm a mom who's along this journey with you, and that's my prayer that you feel that. Um, now, I uh, grew up in southern Mississippi. That is not redundant. There's a difference between northern Mississippi and southern Mississippi. I'm the middle of three girls. I have a picture of um, myself and my sisters. I'm the cute one, and um, I am in the middle. And, um, and then I moved out. I went to Baylor, married a Longhorn, and my husband, Mac, I have a picture of us. We've been married for 28 years um, yeah, this is our 28th anniversary. Um, we celebrated in Wyoming. Um, yeah, that was amazing. Um, and the picture makes me feel like I'm really a horse girl, you know? <laughs> 
hashtag goals. Um, and we um, have two children, Emily and Joseph. I have a picture of Emily and Joe from just a few years ago. Uh, okay, maybe over 20 years ago. They are now 25 and 23, and they are complete opposites. You will hear so many stories about both Emily and Joe, and their personalities are different, their likes and dislikes are different. Um, it is God's sense of humor, am I right? When you have one child and you're like, oh, okay, and then you have the second one, you're like, what? And then you have the third one, and you're like, ah. You know, you go from man to man to zone defense. And for you overachievers who have numbers four, five, and six, I just, I got nothing, you know, for you. I mean, I, I, it's amazing. And we are very fortunate, though, that we actually have two bonus daughters. Allison and Sylvie, um, for various reasons, have come to be part of our family. I have a family picture from uh, Joe's graduation. Um, this is our family of six, and uh, we have a great time together. We are technically empty nesters, Mac and I, but this is what I've noticed. When you're empty nesters with young adult children, rarely is your nest empty. So we have a 25, a 24, a 23, and a 21-year-old. Um, let's see, Emily is finishing graduate school, and she's working at the church. Allison is a NICU nurse here in Austin. And um, Joe is, uh, he just moved out to Las Vegas. He graduated from Clemson, and he is interning at a church in Las Vegas and um, taking seminary classes. And then Sylvie is a senior at Arkansas. And so we have a good time. We absolutely love having four children. Mac and I started Lake Hills Church. Well, okay, mostly Mac. Um, started Lake Hills Church um, 22 years ago. And we love doing ministry. We love serving this area. We feel so fortunate that we get to live in Austin, Texas. It's amazing. And we love church. Um, we love doing ministry that um, may be a little outside the box, outside people's thinking. And a few years ago, actually five years ago, we started Fearless Mom with a dream and a vision to encourage and empower as many moms as possible. So we said, we'll gather some moms in our church and we'll record it and we'll put it on video and just see what happens. And um, it's been amazing, the response. And we know that God is just beginning to scratch the surface of the moms that he's gonna reach through you guys and through all of our volunteers volunteers who um, put in so much time and effort because they love moms too. Um, today I'm going to go over a lot of what Fearless Mom is all about, the vision and the values to help you understand where we're going. It's important also that you know that I love teaching about marriage and family. I love teaching parenting. It's also important that you know that I don't teach parenting because I parented perfectly or because I do it perfectly now. As a matter of fact, my children, I always say, would love to get the microphone and share with you um, some great stories um, from their growing up years and all the things that I did wrong. But um, uh, we did, we make mistakes now. We, Mac and I, we do our best, we love our kids. But man, we have dropped the ball many, many times. I was trying to think back in the early years when our kids were super little and I remembered um, Emily was about seven months old and Mac was doing student ministry and we were at camp with high schoolers. And I actually had a room of high school girls. My sister came and helped me. We had a room of high school girls and Emily was about seven months old. Old. And um, she just kept crying, and it was super annoying to me. And I could not figure out what was wrong. I'm asking the girls, like, did anybody see what happened? What is going on? I'm asking my sister, you know. And um, then I realized that I forgot to feed her lunch. 
Yeah, uh-huh, winner. And I'm thinking, you know, what, what, what was I? And then I think, you know what? I just made all these teenage girls feel better about their mothers. You know, right? You know, because in uh, teenage years, you're just thinking, my mother's terrible. She doesn't know anything. Right now, they're thinking, my mom fed me, man. I am killing the game. And so, or I was thinking back to the time that I was sitting there in front. Actually, I was folding laundry on the floor, and Joe was standing on the bed, and Maybe that wasn't a good idea, but in hindsight, but I'm folding clothes, and then I watch him jump off the bed right in front of me, and um, then I thought, wow, that's weird that he's not walking, and so I picked him up, and then I started doing other things. Anybody like that? And then, um, so I'm thinking, maybe he hurt himself, and so I'm pushing and prodding and twisting, and at 22 months, Joe was not even close to saying any words. So those of you who have... um, you know, little boys, especially if they have a sister who's talking for them. Joe did not say one word, not one. I'm not exaggerating until he was three. Um, and, but at 22 months, I'm twisting. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong. I'm on the phone with the nurse. And in hindsight, I, I, I you know, should have noticed that something was wrong, that he was not walking. But I'm thinking, it's just, you know, he's just being dramatic. And um, so, <clears throat> sure enough, toddler fracture, you know, the whole shebang, the cast, the everything. And I'd love to tell you that that was the only time that Joe broke a bone and I didn't take him to the doctor. <laughs> but um, it happened multiple times. I, I mean, it was like, what is happening, you know? But, so I'm not up here because I did it perfectly. Multiple times, guys, I'm not exaggerating. Joseph loves to tell those stories about how I... Um, you know, when he had his collarbone, and I'm, I'm trying to see if it's better after two weeks. And so he goes, Mom, you were totally like twisting my arm and trying to, I go, I, I thought I was doing the right thing, okay? I, I thought. And, you know, we do the best we can, and we make mistakes as we go. Here's the thing about Fearless Mom. There's not a mom in here who has done it all right. There's not a mom out there who's done it all right. And we often say, if you meet a mom who says she's got it all figured out, do not be friends with her because she is a big fat liar. There is no one who has it all figured out. We all make mistakes, but our mistakes are only wasted if we keep them to ourselves. We are all about saying and encouraging I don't know what I'm doing, but I am trying. Mac and I made a lot of mistakes, but you know what we did? We never quit. We never quit. Every day we got up and we said, today's a new day. Yesterday, man, I stunk it up. But today, maybe it's gonna be better. And we always went to bat. You always go back to bat. Some days are singles. Some days are home runs. You go to bed thinking, I am killing the parenting game over here. And then you wake up the next morning and remember, actually, no. And, so, and then some days you strike out. The key to being a fearless mom is just never quitting. We always go back. There is nothing my child will do that will make me quit loving them. And I say that over and over again. The good news is God does not command or expect perfection. He does, though, command and expect participation. So we lean in and we do research and we do our best with what we've been given. My job, my responsibility is to do my best to to prepare my child for his best. Not to prepare everything for him so that everything works perfectly. It is to arm him to do his best. To arm my girls to do their best. That's my job. So I will not quit. Turn to your neighbor and say, do not quit. Turn to your neighbor or other neighbor, which we often say is obviously your second favorite, and say, don't give up. 
Today is a new day. Now, I'm not a parenting expert. I did study special education, and I did teach. I have taught every age group under the sun, from infants, toddlers, teenagers, elementary, all the way up to adults and everything in between, and adults who acted like toddlers, and some toddlers who were pretty much adults. And I've taught it all. But here's what I would say that I am. I'm not an expert. I'm more of an analyst. You've heard of football analysts and financial analysts. I'm a family analyst. I love to study and look for trends, cultural trends, behavioral trends. And then I try to identify any pattern that I can find in those trends. And then I do research, um, whether it's sociological, psychological, educational, medical research. And I try to learn, is there something we can do? Then I filter it all through Scripture. And then I go, what does God have to say about this? And then I come up and, you know, prayerfully with practical tools that you can put into place, that I can put into place to arm my kids to be their best selves. That's our job here. It's not because I do it perfectly, but man, I study. I love studying about family. I love hearing about new trends in educational systems. I love seeing what's going on and seeing what is happening today and going, but are there choices we can make and actions we can take to reverse those negative trends? And good news, guys, I believe there are. And we're going to hit on so much of it this semester. But first, I want to go over real quick the values of Fearless Mom. And so, you know what? We're going to have a little audience participation here. So I'm going to say it to you. If you're in this room, then you have a spiral, and there's a page where all of the values are listed. Feel free to look at that right now, or you can just follow along. Um, Our first value is eliminate shame. Everybody say eliminate shame. Eliminate shame. Good job. We want to get rid of shame. We know that with moms, there is so much that we keep inside. Most moms that I know feel like they're doing it all wrong. And we often ask ourselves, am I raising my kid up or am I messing my kid up? And what we do in here is we say, you know what? This is a safe place for you to ask any question. There's no There's no question you can ask or there's nothing that you've done that will appall us. We will say, you know what, let's figure this out together. John 10.10 says, the enemy, the evil one, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come though, I have come that they may live abundantly. Another version, that they may have life overflowing. That Jesus' desire, God's design, God's desire is for you to enjoy motherhood. I'm not saying every day is fun. I'm saying, though, when you take a step back and you go, you know what? This is a pretty great gig I've got here. And so, by golly, I'm going to do everything I can to figure out how to enjoy it. That's his design. That's his desire. And our job is to look at it and say, you know what? In your group, it's a safe place to say, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not having fun. I'm not, I don't really like anybody in my family, you know. Uh, Can you help me out here? And so, but you know what? We all go through stages, and that's okay to say. I actually didn't love, don't judge, the infant stage. You know, I'm a talker. I needed some feedback. And so I, I, each stage got more and more fun for me. I loved the fact that I was a mom, but I'm not, when my kids were born, and I was like, This is amazing. I didn't cry. I didn't for a long time. I didn't tell anyone. And then I'm like, I can't be the only one. And guess what? I'm okay if I am because that's what really happened. I did cry when my mother left. 
but I did not cry when my kids were born. Now, I love my children, but you see, we're all different, and that's okay. That's okay. We're all different, but shame is like mold. It grows in the dark. Shame is like mold that grows in the dark. Our job is to bring it into the light and to say, my marriage stinks right now, but I know that God's design is better. What can I do? Or I'm afraid. I'm afraid right now. I'm afraid my husband doesn't have a job. I'm afraid. I'm a single mom. I'm afraid, um, you know, I just moved here. I don't have any family. I'm afraid I grew up in a major dysfunctional home, and I have no idea what a healthy home looks like. This is a safe place. No judgment. We are a judgment-free, shame-free, guilt-free zone. You say it, we bring it into the light, and then we try to figure it out. And that's what we're all about. Eliminate shame. Number two is embrace responsibility. Say embrace responsibility. Embrace the responsibility of being a mom. When mothers are fearful, there are often two responses. They either go hands off or they go grip like this, white knuckling everything. And so I'm going to embrace the responsibility. I'm going to admit that it's overwhelming. Every mother I know feels overwhelmed and under-equipped. And so we say it, I feel overwhelmed, and then we do something about it. You embrace the responsibility for your physical, emotional, spiritual health. You embrace the responsibility to make your marriage be the best that it can be. You embrace the responsibility to be the parent that you know that you should be. This is not about the home you grew up in. That's interesting. And as Mac would say, irrelevant to today. You look at it, you learn from it, and you go, but my responsibility is to be the best mom that I can be now. And sometimes I'll say, today we're going to talk about marriage. Forget about your husband. What? That doesn't make sense. Because my job is not to take notes so that I can go home and say, honey, here's your to-dos. You know, guess what we learned today? That you should really be better. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what it's about. It's about embracing my responsibility to be the wife, to be the mom, to be the friend, to be whatever that I'm called to be. Embrace my responsibility, not everyone around me. The number of times somebody will go, oh, thank you for that message. I'm definitely sending it to some friends of mine, you know. It's about what we can do. And that's okay. We, we obviously want you to share and encourage others. But your first job is to listen and go, God, what do you want to do in my life today? What, what's this about for me? Can I learn something? And then number three, equip with tools. Say that back to me. Equip with tools. Remember I told you that my degree is special ed and I teach education and sometimes I teach over in LHC Kids. Yes, I use the same same tactics to teach children, to teach adults. I'm just making sure you're with me. Thank you for talking back to me. Equip with tools. No matter the age of your kids or the life stage that you're in, our prayer, our hope is that you walk out with something you can implement that day. And then by lunch, you can go, okay, I can do this. I can do this. By bedtime, you're like, okay, I, I, did, I, I did that. I can do this. I can do this. You have tools. We're going to do practical teaching about all of the current trends that are out there. I'm studying. I'm studying to try to make it simple for you. My prayer is always, God, help me see things clearly so that I can explain it simply. Just give you two or three things that maybe you could implement to make your home um, healthier, to make your home stronger, to make your home better. Um, Galatians 6 Four and five. This goes with embrace responsibility and equip with tools. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone. 
Yikes. You won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. The truth is, if you're doing all the work that you need to be doing, you don't have time to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. I'm responsible for my conduct. I'm responsible, I embrace that responsibility, and then I do my own work. I put those tools into actions. You know, as women, I believe we have a PhD. Just, it's like a natural gift in comparing. We're like amazing at it, you know, and um, I don't think it's helpful. And I obviously love social media. We connect with so many moms through social media, but I do think we have to be wise and be aware um, because it just contributes to the comparison. And um, again, I say that if you're struggling with infertility, everyone around you looks pregnant. And then if you just had a baby, everyone around you is wearing a belt. And then, you know, and then you're, you get Christmas cards and you're like, oh my word, everyone has matching outfits but my children. And y'all saw that picture of my kids in matching outfits? That was the last time Mac ever allowed my kids to match. Yeah, that was it. He said, that's enough. Joe is not wearing girly clothes. So, um, yeah, last time they were allowed to match. But um, our job, you know, is to say, okay, God, what have you called me to do? We say all the time, you've got a vision for your life, a vision for your family, your marriage, your home. Comparing, we learn from others, but we have to be careful. If the comparison makes you feel worse or less than, then you need to get off social media, take a break, and um, eat some chocolate. And so that's my solution for just about everything. But as I said, we're gonna talk a lot about a lot of different things. Some of the trends that are out there today, you know, recent studies show a dramatic increase in anxiety and depression, a dramatic increase on college campuses of kids who um, cannot weather the typical hurts and, you know, setbacks. And so they're not armed, they're not prepared. Um, we're seeing early diagnoses of, um, we, it's been around for a long time, ADHD, but, but severe mental health disorders that are starting younger and younger. And so sometimes we share statistics and it's not to get you depressed and to say, wow, this is a fun time to be living. And you know what? There's so many great things about growing up kids in this day and age. We have so many resources available to us, but we have to be aware, what is my responsibility? To look at the trends, to look at the patterns and then say, okay, God, What's my responsibility? Any new thing that comes up, whether it is vaping, whether it is social media, online gaming, all of those things, technology is amazing. Inventions are amazing. New discoveries are amazing. But we just have to be wise. We just have to be cautious and examine that and look at the research and say, okay, God, what is my responsibility here for my family? What does the research say? And then I'm not gonna be scared of the research. I'm gonna look at it and then I'm gonna say, what's the right thing for my family? Because the truth is we love God's word and it is amazing at counsel and guidance. Proverbs never says how much screen time a kid should have. Go figure. I mean, I scoured it. It doesn't say, you know, what age your kid should get an iPad. That is nowhere in scripture. But there are truths in there that we can learn from. And we are wise and we are discerning and we are not fearful. Actually, the truth is most of us are fearful, but we do the research anyway. And so we feel fearful, but we act fearless. 
we feel fearful and act fearless. That's a choice that we can make. And we're not afraid of the current research, but our job is to say, okay, I've noticed that school districts are studying social emotional learning. I've heard a lot about this. What does this mean for me? Is there anything, are there choices I can make and actions I can take about that to prepare my child? Well, the trends show that this child, um, that kids all over, you know, young adults are um, not able to handle hurts. You know, is there something I can do to arm my child? Can I help build emotional resilience? You know, with all this technology, what is this contributing to? I personally believe that the progression of technology has led to the regression of self-control, which I think is a contributor to all of these, um, a lot, not all, a lot of these behavior issues and <clears throat> anxiety issues that we're seeing. So our responsibility is to look at that research and then go, okay, can we teach self-control? I've done research on how to teach kids willpower. What are there things that, you know, what, are, what can we do starting at infant age? all the way through, and oh well, what if my child is 17 and I've never done any of that, it's never too late. Never too early, never too late. And so we go, okay, what can we do now? I embrace the responsibility, I'm not ashamed of what I've done before, I've made mistakes, but today's a new day and tomorrow's even better. And that's our job, that's what we're gonna do, equip with tools to address those current needs. Um, and actually those needs have been there forever, it's just that um, you know, time changes. And with all of the discoveries with technology and all of that, so many great things about it, but um, the um, American Academy of Pediatrics now gives out recommendations starting at age 12 months for how much technology um, kids should be exposed to, and it's actually very interesting. Um, and then uh, the CDC giving statistics and giving, we, we look at all of that and we will say, you know, what can we do? Um, and then also, uh, what, which one of my favorite things is to look up what different um, physicians and different groups say about recommended sleep and I can't help but think that technology, I can't go down this road because I know I'm teaching about it next semester, but the technology and all of these things, all of this screen time contributes to a lack of sleep. Um, and if you look at what sleep hour recommendations are and then you look at the characteristics of um, not enough sleep, it's hyperactivity, it is um, over-emotional, it is talking back, it, it's really interesting. It's actually a lot of the characteristics of a lot of um, the behavior issues that we're seeing. I, I, think, I definitely think there are things that we can do to make life better for the generation. And I feel that we should, I, I feel a responsibility, not just to the children in my home, but to their friends, to their teammates, to their classmates. I'm like, what, what am I learning that I, can, that I can create in my home where these kids feel um, safe? And then last though, I could get really stuck on equip with tools and I'm not, I can't teach everything today. Um, and so then we would have nothing for the rest of the semester. So number four, Four is empower by example. Say that back to me, empower by example. A key part of Fearless Mom, and definitely in our Austin group, are the Titus II moms. Titus II says, you know, older women teach the younger women. We don't like to be called older women. We're more experienced women. More experienced women teach the younger women um, how to enjoy, um, you know, being a wife, being a mom, how to enjoy life. And so we believe, we take Titus II at Lake Hills Church, man. We take it all the way down. And we have elementary kids teaching preschool kids. We have middle school kids teaching elementary and preschool kids. We have high school kids teaching middle school kids and elementary and preschool and then we try to go from there and we believe that Titus 2 approach gives people a closer vision for their lives and so when you look at someone who's just a step ahead of you or maybe two steps ahead of you it's much easier to 
gain perspective and to make um, all of those decisions that you're making. Now, I always give the example of when um, Emily was, I guess she was probably four, and I could not decide if I should do two-day or three-day-a-week Mother's Day out. And I mean, it was keeping me up at night. I was, it, was, uh, it was really bothering me. And you know, Mac, he's like, honey, it really doesn't matter. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this will change the trajectory of her life, you know. I mean, this could affect her marriage. She could end up in juvie if I choose the wrong thing, you know. And so, but you know, we, we lose perspective. And so then I, um, you know, I have friends who are older than I am, who have kids who are older, and I have kids, friends who have kids who are younger. It helps me gain perspective. And so the more I hung around those friends, and I remember, you know, t- talking to them, and they're like, it really doesn't matter. And I go, that's fine. Just don't tell Mac, okay? And so, but the truth is we need to be around people. If you, if you are potty training a child and all your friends are also potty training and that's all y'all are talking about all the time, you will hate having a toddler. You will hate it. But then you get around somebody who has an infant who's changing a diaper every hour, you know, who's like pooping all over their bed and stuff. And you're like, actually, this isn't too bad. <laughs> Actually, it's not too bad. I know when I took Emily uh, to college, Ashley Horn, my best friend, her kids are about 10 years younger than all of mine. And so she uh, said, I'll give you 24 hours, and then I'm bringing my kids over. She brought her, you know, I dropped Emily off. Mac will tell you the worst day. We cried. It was terrible. Um, And then guess what? Ashley brought her kids over the next day. Hadley was screaming and crying. And, you know, she and Ashley was trying to help Brayden and Logan, and they were arguing. And they left, and I'm like, actually, this is not too bad, you know. A little perspective helps everything, you know. So we really take that seriously. And and we encourage everyone to examine your circle and say, do I have friends who are farther along and do I have friends um, who are, you know, behind me? And because you can be that Titus too. We know that in God's economy, nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. So our Titus two leaders, I'm up here, our lead team, there's no one who did it perfectly. What we'll do is we're willing to listen and then we're willing to share our mistakes in, you know, prayerfully that you learn from them. But we're not, we don't lead because we've got it all figured out. We lead because we love being a mom or we lead because we didn't enjoy it, but we want you to enjoy it. Or we lead because God has put this on our hearts. Five years ago, when I started thinking about um, starting Fearless Mom, and I just was like, I don't know if I can do it. And then I'm like, I actually love being a mom. What can I do with that? You know, what, are, what, what can I do? And I thought, you know, God put that love in my heart and that passion for research, I believe, to help other people. And so that's why I do it. It is not, again, I, I just, I can't say it enough. It is not because I did it perfectly. It's not because my children are perfect. I wouldn't want anyone to be examining their lives, you know, trying to um, figure everything out. But um, I just love it, and I want you to love it too. And I did the best I could to enjoy it, and I want you to enjoy it too. And again, as we gather here, we're, we're reminded that we're not alone. But if you're listening or watching by yourself, we want to remind you again, you may be by yourself, but you are not alone and you can do this. If you have children in your home, whether by 
adoption, marriage, birth, however those kids ended up on your home. They're your responsibility. And God has put those in your home. And you may be thinking, you know what, you've said God so much and I don't even know if I believe in God. I believe the Bible is God's word. I believe it is real and true. I believe it applies to every single person's life, that it's miraculous and that it has not changed over time because over time, actually, people have not changed. The world has changed, but people have not. And I believe there's truth in that word. You may not believe that. I'm gonna use some scripture, but if you don't believe the Bible is God's word, don't throw out everything we say. Just give it a shot, just as you would any other parenting book. Because we're here to help you. My prayer is that I help you sift through all of that information out there and that I clarify, just to simplify the overwhelming task of motherhood. And the prayer is that you go, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? Because the truth is, I can share all this information. You're all different. Even if you have kids the same age, your personality is different from your friend's personality. Your child's personality is different. Your marriage is different. Your home is different. Your job is then to take the information and go, okay, what can I do with this today? And maybe the information that you get today is you're not alone. And that God's going to step in and fill the gaps where you fall short. Not if, when you fall short. So my prayer is that that's what you feel today. And again, I'm not speaking at you. I'm learning with you. And it is going to be a great semester. Wherever you are, we're studying growth mindset. We're studying self-control and willpower. Studying so many things about screens and what they can do that's good and how we have to be cautious and how it can be dangerous. But we'll always start with figuring out who we are first. Every year we start with, let me figure out who I'm supposed to be, what my strengths are, and how I can use those strengths in this great calling of motherhood. Because here's the deal. You know, we're all different, but God has called you to this great task, and he will equip you for it. He will. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone. We're all in this together, and you can do this. You can. He will step in the gaps. He is good, and he is for you. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for this day. I thank you, God, for every mom listening, watching, every mom in this room. I thank you for every child represented here. I ask right now, God, that you hover over every home represented, that you make your presence known, and that you remind us that you are God, you are big, and you are good, and you are with us. You don't expect perfection, but you gladly invite us to participate with you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen.